<laughs> All right, maybe a second behind. That's okay. Uh, for those of you online, you may be on a lag too. So we're uh, in-house lag and online lag. So I appreciate you guys being here, whether in person or online, Facebook, YouTube. We're all over the place. Uh, so thank you for being with us this morning. I hope you're uh, here to have a great time. I hope you do have a great time. Even if you're not here to have one, I hope you do have it while you're here. It's so awesome to be able to see everyone. And be able to talk, be able to catch up uh, from this busy week and this crazy weather weekend we've been having. Uh, but I'm, I'm blessed. I'm glad that you're able to join us this morning. If you're in person, I want to make sure that if this, if this is your first time, make sure you grab a welcome bag. Miss Dawn's in the back. She's going to raise her hand. Make sure you, you get a bag before you get out of here. She'd love to hook that up for you. Uh, inside is a card. So if you've been here before, maybe it's your second or third time. Uh, in that bag was a welcome card or connect card. Make sure you fill that out and hand it back to her before you get out of here. Or if you forgot it, bring it with you next time. And we want to make sure you get you a free t-shirt if you're here in person. Uh, you, got, you can personalize your size. We can even write your name on it. I don't know. We can do whatever we want to uh, so you can get something fun before you get out of here to uh, remember your trip, but hopefully uh, to make you part of the team. All right, that's part of what it's about is to help welcome you into the family a little bit more. And so I encourage you to do that if you when you get a chance. If you're online this morning and it's your first or second time, let us know that too. All right, just like or love a comment we're going to post up there so that you know, uh, we know rather, that you're here so we can welcome you more formally. we got a free gift for you too. we got a free ebook to give you, so I'll encourage, uh, I hope to encourage you by that. So make sure you're uh, letting us know you're here so we can do that for you. All right, before we get too far along, I want to say i got a question because we do this every week, and so hopefully it gets you thinking because it's not just about me running my trap every week, I hope, but it's about us engaging with one another. So here's the question you need to think on. Um, it's, it's really more of a statement than a question, but that's okay. Name one influential woman in your life and why. All right? Name one influential woman in your life and why. So just think on that in-house. Online, go ahead and keep posting. Go ahead and th- as you're thinking, just pop it up there. We're going to get to you in a minute. Uh, Rich is going to do a great job in just a few minutes walking around and collecting answers. If you want to get your uh, response online, he's willing to, to capture you so that people online can hear you. That's why we mic it up. It's not for in here, really. It's for everybody online who's checking us out so we can hear each other. So make sure you're thinking on that. Name one influential woman in your life and why, all right? Very cool. So we got a few announcements we need to run through this weekend. One is Memorial Day. All right, Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully everybody's geared up and ready. I don't know what you do to celebrate, but hopefully it's fun. Hopefully it's a blast. So I want to take a moment, though, uh, before we talk about all the fun of Memorial Day. We want to celebrate and remember what it's really about, okay? Because I think that uh, it kind of gets in the way. I was uh, seeing a few posts online of like, Memorial Day's not supposed to be happy, and it's a kind of yes and no thing, but I want us to remember why we celebrate it, right? So I want to take a moment to recognize all those here who have loved ones, who have died in service to our country, right? So if that's you and you have a family member, uh, distant or close, that have served our country, I just want to thank you, first and foremost, for loving and supporting them while they were serving and for honoring their memory every day, but especially this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, all of us here are living testaments to those uh, who have given everything, right? Their courage, their sacrifice, uh, their whole life for our freedom. And I pray that, that we remain grateful. That we're not just grateful one day of the, of the year, but we remain grateful every day of the year for those who have passed and for those who are serving currently. So um, again, a special, special thank you to families who have been through that, who have members who have passed away this Memorial Day weekend. All right, uh, transitioning out of that a little bit, we got a, a couple of things I want to note. One is Faith Work Day, okay? So we got a whole lots of stuff going on this summer, and one of them is some work, all right? So I hope 
that if you're a worker, because I know, I know, I know, I know, we got some workers in this place, all right? Men, women, it doesn't matter. Kids, I know you got some people who just love to put their hands to a project, all right? So if that's you and you're a project guy or gal, then we want you June 26th, this is Saturday, starting at 8 a.m. and just giving me all the time you can give me that day. Uh, we're going to try to knock out a bunch of stuff, and whatever we don't knock out, we can get together another weekend and knock it out. But it's June 26th, this is Saturday, 8 a.m. So if you like working with your hands and you don't like running your mouth, that's a good place to be. Or if you like working your hands and running your mouth at the same time, maybe you can multitask, all right? So if that's you, then feel free to come Saturday, June 26th at 8 a.m. We've got a whole list of projects we've got to work through. So if you want to know ahead of time, hey, what are we doing? Let me know so that I can point you in the right direction. You know what kind of tools to bring or what kind of attitude to bring, how many hours you're going to put in as we get ready to do that that day. All right, now that's the work. But we're going to do some fun uh, all summer long. We've got lots of stuff planned. So I'm going to run through the highlights here. So just so you know, we put these out on our weekly update, but I just want to put them here too just so we're all on the same page. Some of these are going to maybe modify the dates, but we're trying to get to as much of this as possible. One is a paddle and a picnic in June, all right? So next month, we're going to try to get together a special event where we're going to paddle the Hoosick River, all right? We're going to start, start somewhere in Williamstown. We're going to kind of float down to the bridge down here, and we're going to pull out, and we're going to have a picnic here on the church uh, lawn and inside the church, too. Uh, so I'll encourage you to bring family members, friends, people who want to float on the river, or people who just like getting wet, uh, or people who just like to eat. If you maybe don't need to do either one of those things, but you want to come and hang out for the picnic, remember that. We're going to give you the date as soon as we have one settled. Uh, so just look for that in June. Also in June, June 27th, we have Compassion Sunday. Uh, we'll give you more details on that. I'm not going to go too far into all of these. Just want to give you the highlights. We also want to put together a hike in July. For those of you who love to hike in the mountains, we're going to do a beautiful summer hike uh, somewhere local so we can do it as a church and, again, inviting others into that process. So we'll give you the date as soon as we know. Superhero Sunday, all right? We've done this a couple of times, a few times, where we get to dress up as our favorite superheroes on a Sunday morning. So what's better than that, getting to dress up and come to church uh, in a fun and unique way? Not just for kids, everybody, all right? So if you've got a favorite uh, outfit or costume, maybe it's a Halloween one, I don't know, bring it with you that day. That's going to be Sunday, July 18th. And then a couple of weeks after that, we have Baptism Sunday, August 8th. And then Ice Cream Sunday, where we get to chow down on awesome ice cream Sundays, <laughs> August 22nd. All right? So keep all those dates in mind. We're going to refresh and keep you, keep you updated as we go throughout the summer. There may be some added to that, but we're trying to get to all of those before school starts back. We're packing it in. It's a lot of stuff. All right? So fate summer of fun. I'm already tired, but we're going to push through it together and do have a lot of fun as we go through it together. All right, a couple of quick last-minute things. As always, every single week, if you are in need, all right, so if you have an electric bill or a food bill or who knows, with the rising cost of food these days and, and all the stuff that, that inflation is giving us, you, you may be in a bind. So if that's you and you need assistance, please let us know. Multitude of ways. The easiest is to go to faithchurchvt.com. You'll see a contact button. Press that. Call us. Email us. Uh, do whatever you have to do to get up with us. We want to make sure we help you out. Uh, if whatever the need is. We'll talk through that. We'll meet with you. We'll try to do our best to meet that need. So don't think, no, there's nobody to help, or I have to go here or whatever. I have to loan or beg and borrow. Come see us, all right? Come talk to us. Uh, for those of you who are here, uh, we want, and online, of course, we want to encourage you in giving, all right? Our, again, I say it every week, our biggest or one of our biggest values is generosity, time, talent, and treasure. So if you're ready to give this morning, we want to open that opportunity up for you. There's baskets in the front and in the back and also online, 
faithchurchvt.com backslash give. Really easy. Just go to the website, press the button. Go on an app you can give on there. It's really, really convenient. You don't have to be here doing it this morning. You can do it wherever or wherever. So I want to encourage you to do that uh, when you have time to do so and to practice that generosity in all that we do. Your money goes to, and your time, and your talent, it not only goes into this place because it goes well beyond this. It extends out into the community. It extends out into people needing help. It, can, it extends out into all these summer fun activities we're looking to bless people with and invite others and, and create a community space for them too. So I want to encourage you to give whenever you have the opportunity, not because I want or need your money, because I want you to experience in the blessing it is to give to others and for others. All right. Now, let me drink some water. Y'all go to the question. Name one influential woman in your life and why. Who wants to jump us, start us, jump start us off? Anybody want to go first? One influential woman in your life and why. Somebody's got to have one. I hope. Miss Dawn in the back. So I think of my grandmother. Um, she stood on the promise of God, saying that as for me and my household, we will know the Lord. And, you know, she's come, well, she's gone now, but her children are starting to come, and her grandchildren are coming. And, yeah. you know, we're standing on the promise that, you know, they're all going to know him before they go. Awesome. Grandmother, highly influential. Thank you, Miss Dawn. Anybody else? What a woman in your life. It's highly influential. It could be one sitting next to you guys. This may be a good time to earn brownie points <laughs> or not. Okay. Allison's got one side or, or up here. We got a couple of different options. My mother. Mother. All right. She taught me about Jesus. There we go. Good old moms. Awesome. Anyone else? Allison's going to come back over here. Y'all keep thinking. What's some more responses? Let's get this going. It's not me. It's y'all. Let's just talk it up. Well, besides my um, mom, I'm going to go with my sister nice. because she's a mom of three. She works tirelessly and is always giving and just uh, never stops. All right. She always keeps going. And, and she's here today. And no matter what happens, <laughs> it comes in her way. She always has the best advice, and she always, you know, never lets anything stop her. Awesome. So. Very cool. Sisters. Woo. Okay. Anybody else up front? Here we go. Ron's got one. Rich, here we go. Side to side. Get your steps in this morning, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I've shared this with you before, but it would be my grandmother. Yes. Um, you know, when I was in my late teens and early 20s and living uh, uh, a very wild life, um, and later reflecting, wondering why I lived through it, sure. my grandmother informed me because she was on her knees praying for me every day of her life, and uh, she was the most impactful person mm. ever in my life. There you go, grandmas, man. Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Ron. Anybody else? One influential woman. Why? I would say my wife because she's my rock. There you go. Woo-hoo. Brownie points, Rich. All right. Here we go. Thanks. I needed that. <laughs> All right. Who else? We got a couple, any more? All right. Great. Good deal. All right. Any more responses online? Sure. Yeah. She's going she's gonna to get to us who we got so far. Thank you for commenting online, too, as we're uh, giving your responses. Here we go. So, Jay Domini. Mm-hmm says, Grandma Crosby, blessed right. to live with her for a short time. Talk about patience. <laughs> Grew up with polio. Strong mm. woman. There you go. And Miss, Miss Jan said, my grandma, my grandma Blair, a little Baptist lady, fed people who were hungry. She lived near the Hoosick Tunnel and fed, and fed men who rode the train. Um, they knew where to get a great meal. How about that? 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Online, continue to post if you're uh, if you have additional responses or talk to each other. All right. Just but you can have a conversation on there. It's not just about being in here. But we encourage that and, and encourage community wherever we're at and engagement wherever we're at. So, and women, right? Influential women in our lives. Uh, if you're if you're here this morning and you've been here for the past couple of weeks, you know what we're where we're going with this. I hope we've been talking about a series called Family Matters, and we've been looking at God first. We're looking at his design for family and how we live that out, all right? So we've been, uh, that's the first two weeks, which I want to make sure if you missed those, check out our YouTube channel. It's got the whole backlog of all the content for the past year, but especially those two episodes that we had from the previous two weeks, okay? So make sure you check those out on YouTube because this week we're going to follow up with women, women, all right? Now I want to start by saying we're covering a subject as deep, when we're covering rather, a subject as deep as this. It's impossible to get everything in in a limited time we have this morning, okay? It's just impossible. So much like a study of, of God, like we talked about a few weeks ago, it takes like more than a lifetime <laughs> to have an understanding of women. <laughs> Between my mom and my wife, I've spent the majority of my life with, around a woman, but I still have like no clue what, what's going on uh, in their minds. Um, it's just kind of it's nowhere close to figuring them out. Uh, sometimes I feel like Jane Goodall in, in Africa. Um, I think it was Jane Goodall. Was, oh, you're laughing, so you must know. Isn't that the one that studied apes in Africa, right? Well, that might not be the best analogy, but she was she was studying something for a long time. <laughs> That's right. I got to go back home. Uh, she <laughs> she was studying, and uh, you know it takes a lifetime. It takes a lifetime to be able to. Uh, to figure out women, and maybe women, maybe you don't even know yourselves very, very well, and that's okay too, because I think, uh, as we all are in some degree, we're complicated, and for men, women are complicated, uh, especially to me. So thankfully, you're not getting Pastor Jason's word on women this morning, all right? You're not, you're not getting my life experience, because that would be a waste of your time, <laughs> all right? We're going back to God's word, to his design, to get better understanding on what is woman, all right? What is living like a godly one within God's design? What does that look like? And what are the daily struggles that come with trying to live that out? Any women here struggle? Nah, you're all good. <laughs> all right, some of you do. appreciate the honesty, right? So as a special treat this morning, I've asked my wife to come today. She's going to come up later, so don't, get, don't, don't, don't rush me off stage. She's going to come up a little bit later. She's going to help with the, with the struggle part because, as you may be aware, I'm not a woman. Uh, so I don't really empathize or relate too well with the struggle you ladies go through. So she does, and she's going to help with that process. But right here, though, I want to make sure that we're, we're diving into what God says. One final note, though, that we'll primarily be speaking to, to just women today, all right? All right, just women. However, fellas, I don't want you to say, well, that was a waste of my time. I should just come back next week. No, all right? I think it could be just as beneficial or even more beneficial for you to listen in on this conversation, all right, as we go through what being a woman looks like, because uh, the, the more you can understand and empathize with the women in your life, the better li their life will be, and the better your life will be for it, okay? <laughs> all right, so let's make sure you're all listening in, but I'm going to speak and affirm and encourage women this morning, uh, but fellas, just keep joining in this conversation, listening in as we go through this. Don't miss out. It's going to help you too. So let's dive in. First, I want us to do this. I want you to take in your mind this image of what it means to be a, a, a godly woman, to live how God has designed. Right? We all have preconceived notions, right? We all have backgrounds, we all have experiences, we all have things we've heard or said or, or someone's told us, and we think, oh, this is what living as a, as, a, as a woman based on the Bible or based on what God's perception is of us, this is what it looks like, all right? 
And most of it's not good. <laughs> most of it's in this little, small, very narrow, very tight box. And so what I want us to do is I want us to blow that up, right? So whatever image that is in your head right now, just take and have an imaginary little thing of, of TNT next to it and just go, boom, and just blow it up, right? That's what I want you to do. Start with that. Because too often we carry with us the idea that God's idea for women is to be meek, is to be mild, is to be domesticated, is to be a distant second fiddle to men. So I want us to mentally just ball it up, blow it up, throw it out this morning, because we're going to get a whole new picture as we dive in together. What I want you to see is when you actually read through the entire story, this picture that we get is very, very different. As you read through all of God's Word, you see God's beautiful design and power shine through women. Salvation from the world comes through a woman. The good news of Jesus' resurrection is first told by a woman. The early church was built by generous and wise women, okay? So God's plan for women and humanity isn't an afterthought, but it's integral in every respect. So let's start there. First, ladies, know that you're valued, okay? Know that you are valued. Get this. Please get this. Especially you, if you're listening online, if you're a young woman, or, or, or you're, maybe you're single and you're, you're having to live in our culture, let me tell you this from a biblical standpoint, from God's given design to you, that you are a value, of extreme value, every single one of you. And that value isn't based on your ability. It's not based on your appearance. It's not based on your career choices. It's not based on your marital status or how many kids you have. It's given by God himself. Your desire to love, to care, to speak, to work, your capacity to forgive and encourage all point back to him. Like we said last week, God designed us and God designed you women on purpose and called you good. As a matter of fact, he says you're very good. Now, let's define what very good means. What does that very good design for women look like? In the very beginning, God gives us two words that frame out this design and intention for women. The first is found in Genesis 2, verse 20. So let's look at that for a sec. We're going to throw it up on the screen. Jane's going to help me out. It's going to be online as well. Uh, and even here, on, if you're watching online, right around this general area. Genesis 2, 20 says this. It says, The man gave names to all the livestock, and to the birds of the heavens, and to the, every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So here we go. Again, I'm not going to give you the whole story because you need to watch chat, uh, parts one and two. But God creates man here at the end of creation. is the pinnacle of humanity, right? Male and female, we said he creates them. But he creates man first, but man alone is incomplete. He's missing something. So God creates woman as the other piece of the puzzle. Now, you read that, and I can tell you that, but if you're reading that verse, that's not the thing that's coming to mind generally. Usually, for women especially, when you read that verse, we get really hung up on one word. Which one? You tell me. On that verse. Can you throw it back up, Jane? Is it there? Throw it back up there. 220. Go back one. Got it? What's the word that you... If you're reading that as a woman, and, and we say God's plan for you is to be what? Helper. Thank you, men and women. Thank you, helper. Now, helper, does that make you feel good, women? You be honest with me this morning. Throw it out there. Does that make, is it, when you first hear that word, is it like, yeah? Or is it like, really? <laughs> Go ahead, give me some feedback. It's okay. Good or bad? Yeah? Not good. Thank you. All right, it's okay. We can talk. It's really okay. It's not good. 
It's not good. At least that's what we, we get when we read that, right? Because in our society, being a helper gets a completely bad rap, doesn't it? It's a horrible rap. Being a helper means you're not good enough to do it on your own, or you're not smart enough or experienced enough to be the one in charge. That's the, that's the, that's the connotation, isn't it? But that's not the biblical idea at all. So when I said blow things up, we got to blow this up. Blow this one up, throw it out today, take out the trash in your mind, because that's a societal construction. A helper in a biblical sense, in God's given design, has a much more powerful and a much more positive connotation. As a matter of fact, there's a few other places you'll find the word helper. The Hebrew word uh, there is, is noted 21 times in the Old Testament, two times for women, and 19 times for another figure. Who do you think the other person is in the Old Testament that is mentioned 19 times as a helper? Any clue? Just throw it out. I don't care if you're wrong. Nobody cares if you're wrong. Just throw out a name you might know of. You might not know of any name. Just make up one. All right. Close. Thank you for, the, for your bravery. Thank you. Because this is bold as that. It's 19 of the times it's mentioned of God. Two times for women, helper. 19 times for God himself. Okay? God himself. 21 times, 19 of them is associated with God. So let's just look at one verse where it's associated with God because this is the biblical idea of helper, all right? This is the, this is the concept we're building around here. Uh, Psalm 72, 12 through 14 says, For he, meaning God, delivers the needy when he calls, the needy calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. God as helper is way different than our societal construction of helper, isn't it? God as helper defends. God as helper sees and cares for the oppressed. God as helper supports, he protects, he delivers others from distress. He rescues those in need and comforts those who are in pain. That's God as helper. That's, that's that Hebrew concept of help. That's what helper means. So it's no accident that God uses that same word when describing women. Ladies, you are like God in that you are a helper, meaning you are a defender, a protector, a rescuer, a comforter. And you do those things in a way that a man can't. So I don't want you to recoil from that word, all right? You see that word, I want you to embrace it. I want us to embrace it as guys. I said, we're not talking to you guys too much. They've only mentioned every once in a while. Embrace that as men. Affirm that in a woman in your life. Helper is not a bad thing from a biblical point of view, from a God-given point of view. Now, that's one word. The other word that frames out this God-given design is in Genesis 3.20. So we did 2.20. Now we're going to 3.20. Let's read this together. The man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Names are important. Any of you have a really good name? You know, like you, if you know what your names mean, right? You ever look that up? And you're like, oh, what does my name mean, right? You want to have like a really good one? Like, man, I'm proud of my name because it means something really good. You can just raise your hand. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christine, like Christ. That's a good one, right? Yeah, all right. Yeah, you can have good names, and there's bad ones, right? You look up your name, it like means uh, uh, wave or something. Isn't that what your name means? Jennifer, that's right. That's what my wife's name means. It means wave. What does that mean? I don't know if that's good or bad. It's just what it is, right? And so, uh, yeah. Stormy wave. Stormy wave. All right, so, so names are important. Names are important because in many ways they define who we are. So what do we have here? We have Eve 
given this namesake. But it's not just because she can have children, but because life was given by her. That's the translation here. Life giver. Life giver. Adam couldn't give life. He could take it, but he couldn't give it. But Eve gave life. See, a life taker, they bring division, they bring destruction to their relationships, but a life giver nurtures community, right? And compassion in relationships. So we see here, ladies, from the very beginning that you were specially made as life-giving helpers, life-giving defenders, protectors, supporters, comforters. Those are two unique forms and functions that only you can fulfill. Only you. Now, I hope that's helpful and encouraging, but there's more to it, right? God gives us these words as a framework, but how do you live that out? Or say, oh, I'm a life-giving helper. Well, that's great. But what does that look like in day-to-day, right? What does that really mean when you're living out day-to-day life? So we're going to look at Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, and we're not going to go through verse by verse because we would be here for, through next week. But we're going to read it together. I'm going to read it. You follow along with me. And then I'm going to kind of break it down into a very condensed version, okay? Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Great poem. Awesome. I love this one. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole Bible. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Let's uh, read along with me. It's going to be on the, on the screen. All right, Jaden, keep up with me too, bud, because it's broken down into small bits. So he's, gonna, he's got some work to do. So let's do this together. An excellent wife who can find. That's a great question, isn't it? <laughs> An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The hearts of her husband trust in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and holds hands to the spindle. And she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates where he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. And she delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. That's my favorite part. All right. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. <sighs> This woman is awesome. <laughs> right? That's the picture we get. That's the poem we get. What, here, little, here's a little Bible fun fact for you. All right? it's, it's actually an acrostic, all right? an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet. So each letter of the Hebrew alphabet, there's a lot of them, right? So each line starts with a letter and carries that out. Right? It's very, very cool. I don't know what you're going to do with that nugget of information. Probably nothing, but there it is for you. Now you know. All right. uh, so, but this is the ideal. We talk about what is practically living out the life of a life-giving helper look like. 
Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Now, much can be said about the actions of the woman described here, but I want to focus on the character, all right? I want to focus on the character. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. It's not always about what you do, but why you do it, right? If, you've, if you're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, you're missing the point. So let's look at this woman's character. She's trustworthy in all things, just like we said God was two weeks ago, didn't we? She's good to those around her and not harmful, meaning she's compassionate and merciful like God. She shows those things by protecting and taking care of her home, but also opening it to those in need, not just her family, but all those around her. She's looking and seeking ways to bring people into her household and treat and care for them. She's not lazy, but she's an incredibly hard worker. She's a good steward, which means she's a great caretaker of her finances, her household finances, not just hers, but everything that comes in, her talents, her time. And because of that, she's prepared for the future, right? For those, again, in her house and outside of it. That's why I love those two things, because before when I lived in Georgia, that verse of snow meant nothing to me, right? But now it has some implications, right? That if there's snow coming, who cares? We got the heat bill paid. I got the, you know, we got the, the, the snowmobile fired up, ready to go. We got everything we need. Who cares if snow's coming, right? The whole family's taken care of, right? Something's coming up in the future that's unprepared. No, that, she's prepared for it all, right? She laughs at the future. Times to come, I got it. This woman's awesome, right? But this is the character. She's prepared for those in her house and outside of it. She's strong physically, right? So she has strong arms, but she's also strong mentally. And her character is incredibly strong. It's just, she's just, just, again, this wooden, this iron figure here, right? She's certain of who she is. Get this, ladies. She's certain of who she is. She's not flippant. She's not trying to catch on to every new fad, but she's confident in herself, because she knows how God has designed her, right? She's beautiful, it says, but not because of her outward appearance, but because she knows a heart wrapped in love from God and for God and others is of more beauty and worth than any amount of clothing, makeup, or Instagram filter. Because of that, when she speaks, it's with wisdom, it's with kindness, it's not gossiping or boasting, but she uses her words to build up those around her. And the result of that, what did it say? was praise. Her children get up in the morning and say, whoa, you're awesome, right? And her husband's like, man, you got it all under control. I don't do it. I just, just float through life, and it's all easy because you've done it all for me, right? And she's just praised for the work of her hands, the fruit of her labor. She's known, and her family's known by how well she lives out this God-designed life, this life-giving helper life that she's made to be. What a beautiful picture. What a beautiful picture. That's living out your design, ladies. That's what it looks like as a character. Not exactly what you do or where you do it, but that's a character thing. Now, that's applicable to all facets of your lives, but I want to directly speak to each role you may take on because I understand as, as, as a guy who takes on different roles in my life, I understand as women there's lots of different roles you live out, right? So I want to speak to each one of these because I don't think as you, if you're an astute reader, you said, well, it's describing a wife. It talks about children, but what if I'm single? What if I'm not married yet? What if I have been, but I'm not now, right? What about all these things? So it does speak to each one of these things. Again, it's character, not just the actions described, not just the role. So as a single woman, I want to encourage you this morning, you can still live with this design in mind. You don't have to be married or have a family to live this out. As a matter of fact, it might be easier if you didn't. 
It might be easier. Jesus and the early church leaders really said, hey, being married and having a family is hard and distracting work. <laughs> and it is. It's hard and distracting work. But if, so if you're single, you have a leg up in some respects. You don't have to worry about, well, what's the kids doing? What's the, what's the family? You can always be focused on, 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 on God, on yourself, and on others around you to bring them in to this God-given character, this design you've got. So when you look at being single, I want to affirm in your life that that's not a problem that needs a solution, okay? So if you're single this morning, you're like, man, I really need a guy. You don't. You don't need one. You might want one. Maybe you don't. Maybe it goes and goes depending on the day. But you don't need one. It's not a problem. Matter of fact, Paul in the early church said it's a gift. It's a gift. Because of your singleness, God can use you in ways that a married person or someone with kids can't. There are many times, though, I think the perception is, well, my church, you know, it's a great church. I pray you think it's a great church. I don't know what you think, but maybe it's a great church. But yeah, they do lots of stuff with families, and, and that pastor, he's got lots of kids, and, and they're, they're all about family stuff. And, and as a single, you can make it feel like, well, I don't really fit in. And I want to tell you this morning, you are just as important. As important as families and married couples are, they are. We cherish them, but you are just as valuable and needed here in this family as anyone else. So don't go around thinking, oh, I don't, I don't fit in. It's just not me. This is the, Christ, God, and this church, I pray, affirms your singleness. God-given singleness. So what I pray, what you do with that, as I pray you don't live today looking forward to a better tomorrow when God has blessed you with this present, okay? So don't think your singleness is a problem. Be the life-giving helper to the family you were born into, so your parents and, and your cousins and your aunts and uncles and all those, and be the life-giving helper to the one you were reborn into, this, this church. Be the life-giving helper in your job, your community. And if God has plans for you that you happen to get married and have kids of your own or get remarried or whatever the case is, then God bless it. And, and I pray that he, he does if that's what his plan is for you and that you are an awesome wife and mother and all those things. But if you're just single and be single, that's okay too. That's okay too. Be this life-giving helper even as you're not married or with a family. Wives, I want to affirm you this morning, all right? Big time. Since I have one, I'm going to earn some brownie points, Rich. I'm going to affirm my wife and all you wives out there today. As you live out this design that we laid out here that Psalm 31 and, 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 and uh, Genesis lays out for us, you prove yourself invaluable to your husband. Not just a precious treasure, not just a unique thing, not just a really good addition. Invaluable. But by design, <laughs> your husband needs you and vice versa. Not to, not to compete with him, not to berate him, but to defend him, to support him, to encourage him to be the man God has called him to be. Only you can do that. I can't do that. Not the way you can. And he can't do it without you. You're not trivial, but a treasure. And guys, listen up. If you want your wife to be a treasure in your life, then treat her like one. Even when she falls short, right? Even when she's not being a treasure, treat her like she is just as God treats you and Jesus when you fall short and he picks you up and dusts you off, guys. Treat your wife the same way. Last but not least, moms. Woo! Moms. We're talking about motherhood, all right? Just a few minutes ago. God's first command to man and woman is be fruitful and multiply, but don't reduce that to having kids, okay? That's not all the context. That's just a piece of it. The whole piece, the command was given, not just to have children, but to raise, love, and support them. 
And as a mom, you are a precious and unique gift to your kids. All right? Precious and unique. See, the, the myth is that children need two parents. Any two will do. That's not true. Not true at all. They need a dad. We'll talk about that later. They need a mom. They need you. They need you to be a transformer in their lives. They need you to be a sustainer in their lives in a way a dad can't. Society downplays that role and responsibility. It's considered a waste of time or something better left to professionals and daycare or school systems. But that's not true at all. That's not true at all. Who you are as a mom and what you provide is the foundation upon which this world is built. A mother's calling as a life-giving helper means building up that next generation. It's the, the highest calling you'll have, the most important position you can attain. I've only met a couple of moms, and I have a couple, unfortunately. I have met a couple of moms who have regretted having kids or regretted spending more time with them. And that was only because they didn't understand. They didn't understand the value that comes from that. They dismissed it. But embrace it. Your time, your talent, your gifts can lead to a multiplication, not just of numbers of children. It's not a status symbol to obtain. But it can lead to multiplication of good for your family. I, we just spoke to that. Every single one. Uh, there, was, there was a wife, but then there was a mom and some grandmothers mentioned today. There's no, that's no accident. That's no accident. Your life changes lives in a very real way, a way that no other role in their lives can happen is through you. You can change and transform and sustain them in a way nobody else can. So I pray that's encouraging to you. I pray all those things are encouraging you. It's vital, 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 vital that you receive support and affirmation, especially in light of the challenges of living as a woman in today's society, because I know it's tough. I get it. It's not all sunshine and roses, right? It's not all Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and all the things you get, you know, all the days you, you get reaffirmed. But it's every day in and out is hard work. Again, I can speak to that because I see it, not because I know it or have experienced it myself. But I know there's struggles. I know it's hard to live up to this God-given design. You're thinking, man, that's a lot of work. I don't know if I can live up to this. This, is, this, this gal's got it. How, I'm not that. I'm not that. I struggle with this. If that's you... My wife's going to talk to you <laughs> because she's lived it, because she's lived it. She's been there in and out, day in and day out, day out. I know it's not all sunshine and roses, so I'm going to have my wife come up. She's going to share in the struggle, right? A little empathy. That never hurts. Let's give you a little empathy here for a moment, and then we're going to wrap things up in prayer, okay? So my wife's going to come up here. Come on, come on up, Jen. I'm going to get off the stage for a minute, and she's going to give us a five-minute breakdown, right? You're going you're gonna to do it. You got it. <laughs> Only five minutes. Only five minutes. You better be fast. I get 45. You get five. No, I'm just <laughs> You take as much time as you want. <laughs> uh, so see you later. That's as much time as I want. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, ladies, think about that for just a minute. Life-giving helper. All the definitions that you've been told of who you are, what you were meant to do, who you were meant to be, that's God's definition. He created you. He handmade you. And his definition for you, his design for you, is life-giving helper. Now, in one part of me, that sparks excitement. 
really? That's awesome. Life-giving helper. Like, I think of flowers and, and all the things that are life and just blooming and just, that's amazing. I love bright colors and, and just life. I mean, think about that. You can speak life into somebody. You can bring life into a, a relationship, a situation. You're a life-giving helper. And if God's, dis- his definition of helper, I mean, come on. That kills my definition of helper, to be quite honest, because I totally thought I was the second fiddle. How come you get to be the boss? How come you get to be so important? And I'm over here being your helper. Okay, that, yeah. And here, you know, here we are, and God says, uh, Jennifer, do you understand what helper means? Do you understand you're a rescuer, a defender? Do you understand what that means? And so I think as women, if we understand the definition of life-giving helper, we're going to be excited. It's going to bring joy into our lives. It frees us from all the bondage of trying to be a thousand things that God never intended for you to be, ever. So then we're going to deal with the fact that, yes, God made us this way, right? you know, Eve and the Garden of Eden and, and where everything was as he designed it and it was all working exactly how he designed it to go. Life-giving helper, that's awesome. But I live in 2021. I have stress. I have a schedule that has a schedule. My to-do list has many to-do lists on it. I love to check things off. Okay, so I have all these thousands of things and so do you. We have 100,000 things that are pulling on us. We have little people pulling on us. We have big people pulling on us. We have work pulling on us. We have uh, our own self-image, our self-identity. We have all kinds of things. There's work. There's stress. There's relationships. All these balls we juggle, hats we wear, however you want to describe that, we have all these things that are sucking the life right out of us. What woman hasn't said, I am so tired. I got nothing left to give. I got nothing left. I've said it. I've said it recently to my husband. I got to go somewhere. I'm going to lock the door. I got nothing left, baby. Nothing. Okay, so here we are. We're living this life, but yet God's called us to be a life-giving helper. And so how are we going to mesh the two? If I'm living here with all the stress and the crazy, and God said, but I made you a life-giving helper, God, I feel like there's a small disconnect here or maybe a giant one because my everyday rubber meets the road. It's not life-giving helper happening. So how does that get connected? Well, if we were designed as life-giving helpers, then we need to go back to the designer. If you want to be able to live the way he designed you to live, you have to be connected with the designer. And this isn't a, a connection on a Sunday morning for 45 minutes while Pastor Jason comes up here and, and he gives you something. And that was a great little nugget, and I took it home. That was awesome. This is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He didn't design you for Sunday morning for one hour. He designed you to live and live abundantly, not live stressed out on the floor crying because everything, you know, the fat hit the fan and it all fell apart this week. He designed you to bring life everywhere you go. And so we have to stay connected to our designer. Everything in your life, everything in my life 
flows out of our relationship with our designer. Now, you think about your relationship with your designer for just a second. I mean, here's a, po- a question that God posed to me this week, and it hurt my feelings. Okay, so just a little raw honesty. I'm getting ready in the morning, and I'm looking in the mirror, and, and you know, I'm doing whatever I'm going to do. And God says, so are you going to spend more time getting physically ready this morning, or are you going to spend more time getting spiritually ready this morning? That hurt my feelings. Because I don't spend a lot of time getting ready in the morning. (laughs) Look at this. We all know there ain't a lot going on here. And so if I'm not spending but just a few minutes on my physical self every morning, but I don't even have the time to spend on the spiritual parts, and that's where my relationship with Christ is at, and that's where everything flows out of. I can look hard, ugly, and I still got to walk through life. I still got to feed the kids. I still got to do all these things. It doesn't matter how I look on the outside. It's on the inside. So if I'm not spending time to get my relationship with Christ where it ought to be and keep it there every day, that's the part that life flows out of is my relationship with Christ. Because if my relationship with Christ is not right, then my relationship with my husband's not going to be right. If my relationship with Christ is not right, then work's not going to go right Home's not going to go right. Relationships with people outside is not going to go right. Nothing is going to go right. My anxiety level is going to shoot through the roof. My stress is going to explode. It's all going to fall apart if my relationship with Jesus is not right. When my relationship with Jesus is right, that's when the rest of my life starts falling into place. It doesn't mean that craziness doesn't happen, but my relationship, that's where I'm solid. That means that God's in control, and he's going to guide me through those crazy moments. He's going to say, hey, all that stress you've got, let's undo that. All that anxiety you've got, let's talk about that. My relationship with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus, that's where it's all at. You want to fulfill that life-giving helper aspect? Then soak your soul in Scripture every day. Take the time to pray to your designer every day and connect yourself to a community of like-minded believers. If you really, truly want to live the life-giving helper design that God designed you to do, then get connected with your designer and stay connected. All right. Amen. Thank you so much, Jen. And that's where we're going to wrap it up today. If you want, (laughs) and I pray you do, every single week we offer this opportunity for seekers first and foremost, because we got a lot of people that come through here, a lot of people watching online, a lot of people that I've spoken to either during the week or the past few months that they're looking, they're looking for something. Like, I know it can be better, or I've, I've heard it can be better. I just need to see it. I need to experience it. I need, to, I need to, to process this. I need to rationalize. I need to think through those things. Or I need to feel like I'm welcome and accepted and loved and cared for. I need to be shown how to live this out. And Jen's right. You, you, you can't do that, one, without being connected to the God who's made you, and two, without being connected to us. And I mean us because we're better than anybody else. But we're connected to people who are seeking out that same thing who are pursuing that same Christ, that same life giver for all of us, men or women, 
He's giving us life. He feeds into us. He transforms us, gives us new life. That's the way it changes. That's the way it continues to change, continues to transform and sustain us when we're here together, not just on Sundays, but paddling and hiking and doing superhero Sundays and ice creams, all the stuff we do to, 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 to bring and build community in Jesus. And so if you're seeking this morning, you're thinking, man, I'm not, ladies, I'll speak to you first, I'm not that life-giving helper, right? Maybe I'm a little bit of a divider. Maybe I'm a little bit of a raider. Maybe I, I defend myself and not others. And you realize, you hear this, like, man, I need this. This is, this is life to me you got to connect to the life giver. It starts with Jesus, who came and lived the perfect life that none of us can. To do so, so that he could die in our place for the death that we deserve. For all the things we've done wrong, and we all have, if we're honest. And rose again to prove that his death wasn't in vain, that he is here to rescue us as God intended, to take us from, or save us from ourselves, not just from this world or from bad things, but from us, from the things that we do and to redeem us and to buy us back and say, you are mine. You are now, ladies, a life-giving helper because I've remade you, stitched you back together the way God has designed you. Men, to be the, the defender, the, the, just, just as much to support your wife, to, to be that transformer in their lives too. God, he is calling you to this, guys, as well, to this relationship with him. So if you're ready to commit to that, to accept and follow after Jesus, who gives it all, about laying down a life from Memorial Day, laying down a life for all the world, not just a country, for you and me. If you're ready to follow him with everything you got, we're going to give you that chance in just a minute. If you're still seeking, keep coming, keep coming together. Please don't neglect that either. Like, well, I don't know if I fit in. Keep coming until you do, all right? Just keep connecting. Don't, don't run away from it. Two, for believers this morning. I think I turned off my, my stuff too soon. All right, here's what I want you to do. For believers, men and women, if, if you're married, I want you to read this together, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. is what we read today. It's a lot, so break it down bit by bit during the week. I want you to read it. I want you to laugh together, okay? That's the first thing and foremost. I don't want you to read it and be like, man, how are we going to live up today? I want you to read it and laugh together because some of that stuff in there is like, I'm not that today, ladies, right? And some of that, guys, you're going to be like, I don't know. My wife is not that today. And so I want you to, to give some grace. I want you to be like, it's okay. It's okay. But in Christ, we can be, all right? So I want you to read that together. If you're single, I want you to read that on your, on, in your, on your own, in, on time on your own too. Please don't neglect that. If you're single, read that, break it down. Like, how am I? Even if I'm not married or, or a wife or have kids, or even if you do have kids but you're single, how can I be this godly woman of character, living it out in Jesus each day as this looks like? Read it, read it out loud. Just, keep, just consume it this week. So women, I want you to embrace this beautiful design this week. Embrace it, this life-giving helper design. And guys, whether we're married or not, support the women in your life to live like this and love them even if they fall short. Just like we said, as Jesus does for us. Amen? Let's pray together. Let's pray. If you're here this morning, as all hands are bowed on, as you're shut, as we get ready to get into this, this time, talking about response, Jesus said, connect to the life-giving, life-giver, connect to Christ. This is your chance to do so. So if that's you this morning and you're ready to do that, we're going to pray this prayer. And it's not a special word. It's just, it's just a connection to the maker, to the creator, who's here, right here. You say words like these. You say, dear Jesus, thank you first for loving me when I don't even love myself sometimes. Thank you for accepting me when I don't even accept myself. When I push others away because I don't like what I look like. 
Lord, I've lived through some hurt and pain from others, and I've given it to others. I just ask to just please just forgive me first and foremost. That help me to accept that forgiveness from you. Lord, and help me to live out this design that you've made me to be. Help me to live out being life as your life. Help me as a man to support the women in my life. God, help women who are here to live like you for everyone in their lives. This day and every day. If that's you this morning and you said a prayer like that, again, that had to be those words. Is all heads are bowed on Elijah's show. The reason we do that is just so I don't want anybody to be embarrassed and don't feel like they have the opportunity. Today is your opportunity. I can't guarantee you another one. I don't, have, I don't hold the future in my hands. So I just want to lay it out there this morning. If that's you and you accepted that relationship for the first time, I just want you to just slip your hand up. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'll just follow up with you and just say, hey, here's what happens next, right? If you're online, like or love a comment. If that's your, it's your response time here too, don't miss that. Amen. Okay. All right, for believers and everyone else, as we wrap up this Sunday morning, the time together, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that first and foremost, that we have fallen all so short, not just the women here in, the, in this space, but, God, but us as guys too, we all have done it. We've all made mistakes. We've all hurt others. We've all been hurt. But God, you have forgiven us. So our Father, I pray that we first and foremost live in grace, that we extend that grace as you have given it to us through your son, Jesus. God, that as your transforming spirit lives inside of us as individuals and as this community we call church, God, that we live out live loving others before they even love us. God, that we call to, to them not only to account, but to transformation, to life in you at every opportunity we get. Lord, for women this morning, for women who are trying to live out as you've called them to, and maybe they're not quite making, or maybe they're succeeding. Lord, I don't know where they're at. God, I just pray, God, affirmation. I pray this is your love over their life. God, help me and other uh, men in their lives to love and support them as you do. God, to reaffirm that they are made in your image, that God, they are life-giving. They are helpers. God, they are defenders, supporters, protectors, comforters, and courage. God, they are made different than what society is telling them to. They're made by you on purpose for a plan, for a reason this morning, Jesus. God, I pray for us as guys that we continue to reaffirm that in their lives. God, that you help us to live it out each and every day. Lord, as a church, we model that, Father, for those who are looking and seeking. God, that we continue to show them the love of Jesus and how it looks as, a, as men and women and, and brothers and sisters, children, fathers, sons, daughters, whatever it is, that we look like you in what we do. And God, that we invite others into the process, God, so they can see what living in your design looks like. We thank you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, church, we're going to close with a song here in house online. Thank you so, 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 so much for being with us. We can't wait to see you next time. Make sure you check us out next Sunday, 10 a.m. or Thursday, 6.30 for prayer meeting. We highly encourage that as well. It's on Facebook only, not YouTube as well. But make sure you check us out there. And if you can come in person, feel free to come, all right? We're here every week. So don't miss out on an opportunity, all right? So make sure you do that. We would love to have you in person as well as online whenever you can. So see you guys next time.